0: Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am super grateful that you are spending time here with me on your journey to becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we have another amazing podcast discovery call. I'm super excited for this one once again. And remember, if you would like your own personal podcast discovery call. If I can spit it out, Uh, the link is in the bio to book whenever you want, or make sure you're on the email list. um, When the email comes time to call out for free ones, the podcast ones, like the ones you're hearing right now. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Okay. So why don't we start by um, you just telling me a little bit about your fertility journey.
1: Sure. So I've been trying to conceive for about eighteen months. Um, I started in September twenty twenty one. Before that, I had regular periods. Nothing was, nothing seemed to be off. Had no spotting. Not a lot of PMS. Everything seemed to be normal. Actually, I, I did to. I I went to a gynecologist at the time before even trying to conceive started trying to conceive and and they said that everything looked great then that I probably wouldn't um it wouldn't take much time for me to conceive so and then I started and nothing was happening. I read the book um on my second cycle of trying to conceive um taking charge of your fertility so I started charting my cycle I have a nutritional background so I started you know eating better sleeping better, um, avoiding toxins. I live in a highly polluted city. So all of that. And by the time I hit like the nine month mark, I knew that something was off and that probably I would have to do more digging. Um, Despite that everybody told me that it was just stress and it probably was gonna happen um, anytime soon. The doctor said everything seemed to be normal, um, et cetera, et cetera. I hit like a, a bottom in my journey. I, I know it was just nine months of trying to conceive, but I, I knew the statistics and I knew it was gonna be, that it was probably gonna be hard. Uh, so I, I reached out for help for like therapy and I started that, which really helped. Uh, I did Robin Birkin's reset program, which helped a lot as well. And then in October last year, I decided to reach out to a Napro technology doctor um, to like get a, like an actual support from doctor. Right. And since then I've been doing a lot of tests um, and I don't have the green light yet to start trying to conceive again, but that's where I'm at. And I'm actually at a point where Right now, what I know is that they're doing a lot of hormonal tests, but none of those tests are trying to find the root cause of what's going on. So I know because I'm a nutritional therapist, fun- nutritional functional nutritional therapist, whatever, um, and I know that hormonal imbalances are just a symptom and not the root cause. And I'm struggling to find somebody that's willing to let me know, to tell me what are the tests that I could do, right? Because yeah. uh, there's just a lot of tests and I don't know, I can't do them all, right? Um, but every, I've seen um, many functional doctors and all of them just give me a lot of supplements and they give me um, adaptogens, but none of them really want to dig in why I have these issues. So that's where I'm at at the moment and, and waiting to get by an app technology doctor's protocol.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah. I know, uh, people can't see me. I have a look of dumbfoundness on my face because in your, um, uh, you're all about me form, which everyone fills out before you have hyperthyroidism. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like for me, that's like a clear red flag of, part of the issue right like it it might be the sole root cause but um so w- why have not these you know even like functional doctors who are looking outside of the box more so than western doctors not getting to the root cause of your thyroid issue
1: i mean i actually so i've switched doctors twice at functional doctors and and what they tell me all the every time is like oh we'll need to adjust your dose cuz your free T4 and free T3 levels are not optimal and you're obviously having symptoms and they say well you know um, get try these digestive enzymes and try this adaptogen and and see how it goes and and, and then test again in 6 weeks and then it's like a like a never ending cycle where my lab um, come back, not normal, not ideal. And I'm still stuck, um, not being able to find the root cause of why I'm having these thyroid issues in the first place.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they've never run a thorough gut health test on you?
1: Uh, no, oh, no.
0: Sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm like, I that's I know, my, like, I know, my nervous, worry. like tick of like laughter because that's such a bullshit. Like, it's like, look, you know, in all honesty, I'm not a scientific person. Like I, I like rainbows and roller skates and snowboarding and cartwheels and like give me art and like music any day over this, you know, scientific stuff that, you know, and it's so simple. When you know the basics of it. And I'm so godsmacked that all of these highly educated functional medicine doctors are not running these simple tests that literally come to your home and. They can give you a wealth of information, even just to rule out that your thyroid is not, you know, gut health related, right? That's one of the top places to look. Obviously we've got the mental and emotional side and how we're, we're doing with our stress levels and all that. But, um, for me, it's, it's, it's very like that, like hands down, that would be the first place to start. Um, in your profession, have you, uh, tackled what your food sensitivities are?
1: I haven't. Okay. I and one of the reasons is because I recently just so I pushed my doctor to kind of dig gut health issues cuz I know that those are really important like that's a foundation that you need to look at. And um it's not as it's easy to to get it like a testing to your home, right? So Yeah. Based on symptoms, I said, you know, probably you do have some type of SIBO or dysbiosis or whatever. So you should take this antimicrobial protocol. So I'm, I'm, I'm I've started to do that already. Um, and like just in the beginning of that, um, and sensitivity tests, um, I haven't done those because from what I read or what I studied, I knew that that was a symptom as well. And probably the result of gut health imbalances and probably you need, you need it to fix those before, um, looking at food sensitivities. Right. And I think of a while back, like in 2017 or something, I did, um, an elimination diet and, and also cut gluten for like three months and I didn't see it. I didn't know it as anything, but, um, probably there might be some allergens that I haven't or allergies that I haven't looked at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because it's like, um, uh, you know, where do you go first? You're absolutely right. The lower your gut health is, the more sensitive you are to a wide range of food um, or even to the food that you are actually intolerant to or you can't handle anymore. Um But also knowing those food tolerances dramatically lowers the gut health issues that are, you know, occurring in the first place, other than, you know, if you do have SIBO or H. pylora or, you know, other kind of dysbiosis going on like that. So it is this catch 22, like, what do you do first? Um, And yeah. I mean, I would even say the the test that I run is a blood test. It, it looks more, not just the IgG, that's like one of the worst tests you can take. Um, so it does get down to what your sensitivities are. And it's just, it's a kind of like the first step, right? Like you got to start somewhere. And I feel like just throwing supplements at it is um, not the first place to start. Because a lot of times those supplements just become expensive pee because you're eating foods that you're intolerant to, or you still have this gut dysbiosis that hasn't been, you know, eradicated yet. But yes, you're right in the location that you're at, and this is for everyone around the world. If you're, if it's not easily accessible to get these at home tests, like the two tests that I primarily run, really only ship to Canada in the UK. So I totally understand that. That's super frustrating. So you got to do the best you can. I would say I never did testing to figure out what I needed to do to heal my gut. It did take a while, (laughs) but it is doable. And if you're in that kind of situation, it is kind of going in it for the long run right and not getting frustrated if you're not seeing the results you want instantly because there is that kind of play time um where do you where do you think that you're at with um with your food and your nutrition do you feel like you're in a good place do you feel like you're still throwing darts in the dart? like what's going on there
1: well i think i have a good foundation like i i probably like the way i structure my meals is around like leafy greens, lots of like eat the rainbow, high quality protein, ideally well um, pasture based um, organic that like at least 70 to 80% of the time I try to eat like that. But then of course, I I don't want to shut down and like kind of just eat at my at home because I don't want to eat anything else that's not like that. And I, I do think community is really important. So then there's the, the other 20 to 30% that I'm not as strict with my diet. And that's where I felt like my friends, like and the group of friends that we have, like none of them have kids. So the plans is like, we're, all, it looks like we're in our twenties still, but we're not. <laughs> so I, it, it's a, I try to keep balance. And I also come from a um, history of um, not anorexia, but like kind of I used to be very strict and now I kind of try to be more relaxed more of a balance I have a more of a balanced view on nutrition so but I think I'm at a good place I try to I focus a lot on nutrition density and I try to add those nutrient dense foods um, both from the from animals and for plants yeah. um, but the food sensitivities I, I honestly I haven't I try to avoid dairy try to avoid gluten, but I'm not hundred percent compliant. I just don't make those staple in my diet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, in
0: regards to your gut health, do you feel like you do have issues? Like you're still, you know, have symptoms or um, things don't feel
1: right. Sure. Like I went at the moment. So before starting my antimicrobials protocol, which was a week and a half ago, like my symptoms, like I was feeling okay. Okay, yeah. like, like because I was using digestive enzymes and I, I think those are really good at um, fixing the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I started on my antimicrobials, like I started feeling off. Like my energy was terrible, um, nausea, uh, bloating. So I know that the antimicrobials are doing something because- the bugs are reacting. So I know, I know that I still have issues and I, hopefully this antimicrobial uh, protocol will help. Um, and I, I, I think there's a, I, I mean, I don't have any tests, um, but I do think that having gut issues has had an impact on my UTI recurrent infections and my, and probably there's something going on in uh, the endometrium as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't done that test, but, um, I'm assuming that there could be an impact too, which could be interfering with implantation and, and, uh, yeah. increasing and generating inflammation Yeah, as well. That's what my gut tells me, but my doctors are like, you're, you're just too obsessive. You're just too proactive. Um, yeah just that's bullshit. what I get <laughs> that's I, I get it from everyone like from my parents from my husband from the doctors like you just do, do what they like what everybody keeps telling me is like you're trying too hard yeah um and that's like that's one of the hardest things that I've encountered on this journey because yeah. no one really gets you yeah right? exactly yeah
0: yeah I get it um even after I fixed my gut health and knew it was the root cause of my fertility issues, people still thought I was insane. I was like, how did I get pregnant naturally after eight years and all this medical treatment? Like, not, it, I wasn't just lucky. <laughs> like, and it was being the obsessive compulsive about finding it out and figuring it all out that got me to my ultimate goal. So, but it's hard because it is a lonely journey right? When you don't have your friends, your families, I mean, hell, your doctors aren't going to jump on. But um, it is really hard. Um, I would say to that, keep following your intuition and your gut feeling. Um, and, you know, it is figure outable. it might just be a little bit longer, because you don't have the resources to, you know, get that the testing that needs to be done. Um, okay, so let's say that have you been tested for like H pylora and all that is that something that they test can't like your doctors can test for down there or just not something they believe in
1: um yeah it's something that you can get tested for I haven't done that test because I don't I don't I like all of my symptoms are usually more downwards like so more SIBO yeah not okay. not in the stomach or I don't have heartburn or like um high stomach acid that's they call it um mm-hmm. I don't have those symptoms but my issues are more of like the colon and the large intestine like inflammation yeah. that kind of thing so that's why my doctor haven't run that test but it's something that you can absolutely um get oh well actually about when I was into pandemic I did get tested for it because I had like a, a, a heartburn attack that lasted just one day and that's the single time that I've ever had experienced heart, heartburn um, and it was negative it came out negative so okay but aside from that no no testing um I haven't been tight tested for celiac disease or autoimmune as well like nothing like that mm-hmm. um I I know that I have to get these tests but I just don't know which ones to run first like I could probably fly to the U S and, and get those at maybe a rate. I mean, it's, it's harder, right. But mm-hmm. I could probably do that.
0: Um, so I, I kind of want to take a step back and um, go back to this kind of having a, a more better balance in the diet um, where I do believe you don't need to be perfect Um, When you are dealing with gut health issues, I do believe there's a time of, um, uh, you know, being better than than 80-20, right? Um, But I do understand, too, when you've had um, emotional, you know, ties to a certain um, eating disorder, it's a big thing, right? Like, you definitely need to walk this line. So I really want to tap into kind of the emotional side of that, if that's okay. Like, where do you feel like you're at with that right now?
1: I'm, I mean, if it's something that would have an an impact on my health and, and obviously fertility, et cetera, then that's something that I would be willing to do. However, it's, I, I do have I'm scared about restriction because yeah. I've been there and and then I've gradually came out of that restriction mindset mm-hmm. and coming back to that, I know because of medical reasons and, and the reasons are different, but it's definitely something that I'm scared of. Like, yeah, absolutely. That, and that's one of the reasons that I haven't cut out gluten and dairy, like completely. Um, I know that they're not very nutrient dense. So that's why I don't, Eat them a lot, but if somebody says like, "Let's go get pizza," I, I go get pizza because I used to say no, yeah, out of um like an eating disorder mentality, yeah, um, and now it's saying no because I'm, uh, you know, in a fertility trying to conceive journey. It feels, I don't know, I'm probably scared of the reaction of people or saying, "Oh gosh, she's getting even deeper into her obsessiveness about." trying to conceive right so I think there's definitely a um, I'm just not probably ready to to do that but again I could do that if it's yeah
0: no I mean I I bring this up because this is where the mental and emotional aspect comes to it it's a real thing right like and if you work with someone and they're like no you have to do this this is the only way you're going to get pregnant but not taking consideration that there is this real life issue um, that can be really harmful to your health long run and not good for your fertility. So really tapping into those emotions and that past, I don't know what type of work you've done and you don't have to say it on here. Cause I know this is getting a little bit personal, but I just want to bring this up so you can think about it. Um, What steps have you taken to rewire and recome from, you know, kind of reprogram that subconscious mind that it is safe and that you are safe and those things don't define you anymore. And that if you choose that gluten is not your highest purpose right now, because I'm getting the full body chills, (laughs) Um, that is not your highest purpose right now because it is contributing to the fertility then you know how can we support that and move through those subconscious beliefs to help you feel safe and secure and that you're making these choices from the right place um, and from a different place than you made these choices for you know from before and I don't want to use right or wrong because choices are choices right we actually dictate if we believe they're right or wrong but really coming from a subconscious place of power Of, like, okay, no, this, I'm gonna take control because in my gut, my intuition, actually, this isn't serving me. And me saying no to a pizza with friends, if they have an issue with that, that's their issue, not my issue. Right. Right. I want my family, and this is how I had to start, you know, redefining because. I'll be honest. I went over edge. I was the cuckoo one. Right. But I knew (laughs) that gluten. And I mean, for me, it was nightshades in the end and alcohol and all these things that were like so hard to not um, be around in a social setting. They weren't my highest purpose at that point. And until I got to that subconscious place where I was making these decisions for myself, for my future family, um, I didn't make those decisions. I gave in and um, it's really redefining that story that we have. Um, And I think our past, our identity, the things we used to do almost like put us in a chokehold for the decisions we can make for our future.
1: Wow, that's a very uh, high, I mean, it's it's very interesting. Like, I, I think I would have to go through that process hand in hand with somebody and talk about it and uh, be very conscious of the place that I would be making those decisions so that it wouldn't trigger any restriction that was related to my past um, eating disorder. Yeah. Uh, But it totally makes sense. Like you have your priorities, your friends have their priorities and you have to draw the line in what's important to you. Yeah. What really matters. Mm -hmm.
0: And you got to honor where you are in your journey as well. Right. And I'm actually very proud of you that you have put up those boundaries of not restricting yourself because you know that you could easily slip into different areas. Right. It's it's that radical self-awareness that we need to take responsibility for and go, okay, why am I making these decisions? Because they're not suiting me anymore. And I need to, you know, really just look at the past or maybe even look at the future and make those decisions from um, uh, a more wholehearted place than where I'm making those decisions from now. Um, but I think that's going to be a really, really important part of your journey because I do think you're going to have to make more of those um decisions because you don't have that testing right like if you had that testing and like it came back that you were like super intolerant to gluten and it was like contributing to your SIBO like you would be like I don't give a fuck what you think I am not eating gluten (laughs) does not serve me yeah but because you don't have that you you have to really tap into that intuition piece or whatever it is I'm just picking on gluten it could be anything right um um but it's really um and one subconscious trick, I just actually put it up on the social media, and I wish I would have known this during my journey, and I did it for myself last year, I wanted to give up drinking again, right? I gave up drinking during infertility, I got super healthy, I got pregnant naturally, and then like motherhood puts you back, right? <laughs> like, it is much harder than people can ever prepare you for. And I knew it wasn't serving me. I knew it was destroying my gut health, my mental and emotional health, my me being a mother, me being a wife. And so every day um I told myself like I'm not going to drink anymore. Tomorrow I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to have even just one glass. I don't need it. I don't need it for boredom. I don't need it to have fun. Knowing full well I was going to have a drink. <laughs> and but you know like that was going to happen. But the more you work on your subconscious mind and those belief systems um eventually there's i mean i do a, a modality that gets a lot quicker to your subconscious mind but i didn't i didn't have this modality when i did this last year but um when you reprogram that subconscious mind it it, it just changes everything um so i think that's going to be a really really important aspect of this journey because sometimes we i would say all the time actually we're we we hold on to the physical things and we get obsessive over all the physical things that we can do and yeah like look a little bit crazy and over controlling but they're tangible and we feel like we're doing something and we are physical beings on a physical earth we have to play that physical game but if we can like you know, almost kind of like hijack our subconscious mind and start telling us, ourselves different stories, the physical work actually becomes easier, right? So if you have SIBO, you can't like mindset your way out of SIBO. <laughs> like you got to get rid of SIBO either with medication or the right protocol, the right diet, but doing all that, because sometimes it could be really hard. SIBO is not the easiest thing to get rid of, Um your subconscious mind will help you get through those ups and downs with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The subconscious mind is pretty powerful. And, and I think that when I started trying to conceive, I started seeing the spotting, which I had never seen in my life before, like ever I started having PMS and the only thing that had changed for the worse was the stress, yeah, right? and that's why how I realized that stress is like super super impactful. Like it, I I knew it was important because I studied nutrition as well, but I really experienced it firsthand when I saw the impact on my cycles. Like that every month it was getting worse, like, and I I was seeing stuff that I hadn't seen before ever in my life, and I'm 33 years old. So, um, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that our fertility issues started long before we started trying to conceive, whether we saw them or not, right? I was exactly like you. I had no obvious signs that I was going to have fertility issues. Um, But with hindsight, I was probably infertile 10 years before I started trying to conceive um, or having fertility issues that I knew nothing about. And so when you pile on the unknowing that you were going to struggle with the knowing that you are struggling, it becomes like this big old shit storm and the stress of trying to figure it out as well. Um, So, I mean, that's like where like my coaching comes into play is that I take the stress out of figuring it all out for you. It's like, here's your action plan. Here's what you need to do. Your hard work now is to surrender and to know that you are taking the right steps. And, you know, if we need to tweak a few things, if we need to figure a few things out, then we'll. Don't, that's what you pay me for. I will do that for you. And you just have to do the hard work. Like my job is pretty easy. <laughs> you have to do the hard work of getting out of your head, overthinking. Right, The rumination. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And someone who is a chronic ruminator, I know that it's a continuous practice. It's not something like finding out your food sensitivities and just not eating gluten anymore. Like that's the easy part. It's you sitting inside your head and overthinking and over controlling and thinking you have no time and stepping into this new reality that your body knows what it needs to do if you have the right support for it. And you will get to your ultimate goal. Um, it, it might take some time. It might not take some time. But you got to let go of that timeline. I, I know I just put on my stories. I got a great message from someone who was like, okay, I let go. I let go of the timeline. And I'm pregnant naturally now. Obviously, she was doing things before that, right? Like that one let go didn't get her you know, pregnant naturally all of a sudden. It was this combination. But for a lot of people, it's that missing piece of surrender. Um, and just knowing that your body is on your side, um, but as you know, you got to do the right things for your your body, and I just had a private discovery call um, just before this, and the amount of um, bad information she was getting from doctors functional doctors nutritionists and stuff and the yo-yo of these diets oh no do vegan no do keto no do this and it's just tapping into knowing that there's not one perfect way and you've got to figure out what is right for you and if you don't feel like you can do that for yourself invest invest in someone who you connect with online or whoever but no, if they're pushing one certain way and you just do it that way, I can almost guarantee that 50% of people are just not, it's not going to work for them.
1: What you just said about um, do it, you doing the easy part. I, I think that's, <laughs> that's what's kept me like, it's, like felt stuck, right? Because I, I, I'm constantly thinking that I should be doing more. And like, probably I should, I don't know, um, get a second opinion on my root canals or um, get that endometrium testing for probably dysbiosis or doing a neutral for oxidative stress um, or, and it's this constant rumination of not, knowing that I I don't have the right plan or thinking that I I don't have the right plan. That's, what's keeping me in this. Yeah. Stuck mode or paralysis mode. Yeah. And and that gives a lot of peace to have someone at your back and and actually putting the plan together and and doing that thinking for you without bias, right. Because you're biased of your own journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that um, I do in my coaching is really helping women tap into their intuition, right? So when you have a hard question like that, um, just for example, I've had a client that uh, went from Canada to America to do IVF, time off, all this money. um, She basically manifested COVID during this IVF. And she's like, should I go on with it? Should I lie to the clinic that we don't have COVID? All this type of stuff. And I just said to her, you know, the coaching we've been doing of how you need to tap into yourself and answer these hard questions without all of the, um, like physical things, the money, the time, you know, the clinic, the COVID, all that take all of that away. Like it, it wasn't part of it and really tap into yourself and ask, should I go forward or should I stop? And your body will give you a very clear answer. Now, whether or not you're willing to listen to the answer is another another conversation. But you have all of your answers with inside of you. But what happens is that we are ruminating. We're overthinking. We're not getting silent. And we're not tapping into our intuition and um, feeling confident about that. Because it's not a skill that we were taught, right? And like you say, you get called crazy, or keep digging into these things and so that gets into your like your mind like oh well maybe I am crazy right so that's a very important skill that everyone needs to learn during this journey because I can't even give you those answers right we can talk about the pros and cons I can suggest things for you but you going to do like the scope for endo that is absolutely something you need to ask yourself would that be beneficial uh, for me. And the benefits might just be, I can take it off my list. I don't have to overthink it anymore. Right. Um, so that's just, yeah, a very, very important part of the journey that just doesn't get talked about enough.
1: a oh, 100% agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, anything else going on other than the gut health the thyroid issues do you feel like there's kind of like another big thing that
1: is getting in your way other than the rumination as well but (laughs) um so as I mentioned the recurrent UTI infections um and then something that I haven't really looked at is uh, well no before that like root canals I've had like A lot of opinions, some doctors say, like traditional conventional doctors or dentists say, there's nothing wrong with your root canals, they seem healthy, you don't have any infection, it's all good. And then when I go to the, how how they call like then biology dentist or biological dentist. um, So some of them have told me that there seems to be a very small infection that you can see in that, in the 3D scan. Um, So I'm like confused as to what to do, but then there are the front teeth. So you, I would have to, to do implants, ceramic implants. That's obviously super expensive. There's a, you need to take into account the timing of the healing and you obviously can't get pregnant during that time. So that's something that I think that might be an issue. Then, um, then the allergies that I have, I don't know. Like I, I did a, run a 23andMe test a long time ago and, and I, it seems like I have the HDLAQ8, but it's I don't have like the most common, um, I don't know how it's called. So th- I don't know if I'm celiac or not, I don't have like the, 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 the usual symptoms. So that's something that I haven't looked at or autoimmune issues. Like aside from anti like thyroid antibodies, nothing else has been run. Um, And yeah, I guess root canals, autoimmune issues that I have no idea that I could have probably. And, And I, it was very interesting when I read your story that you pushed to get that tested, but, why, how did you get to that (laughs) point? Like, why would I wake up one day and say, I might have an autoimmune
0: disease, right? Yeah, right. Um, Well, that the better, is your body baby friendly? It's just a random book I stumbled upon because I was getting no answers, right? And um, I don't know, it just felt right. I just felt that there was something there And, you know, getting talked out of that test because I wasn't presenting right and following their advice of just do another IVF. And when that failed, it was just like, well, you just just test me. And there it was. That was the answer. Um, Once again, it's just following your intuition. I don't I don't have a good reason why I went down that route. Um, But it was, you know, every time I followed my intuition, I was right every time I got talked out of it by the doctors, it was more expensive. It was longer and there was more heartache involved. Um, so that's why, you know, there's a lot of talk about following your intuition with your teeth and the root canals. Um, I would say on a holistic, um, on the holistic part, that would be something to look into. Um, your teeth are very connected to the rest of your body and it could be triggering inflammation that you're unaware of. Now you gotta, you know, once again, tap in, ask yourself if this is worth it because I know a lot of people think like, and this is where everyone gets hung up. Like, well, this holistic approach is just going to take too long. And I can promise you right now, if I would have got the answers at the very beginning of my journey, I would have got pregnant naturally within a year, right? And a year at right now seems like a really long time. I know that, but my journey was eight years, (laughs) you know, like to the natural pregnancy, right? And even almost six years for the IVF baby. So the reality of like, okay, if you just pause and do the things that you feel called to do, the holistic things, the functional things, the healing things, yes, I know it's going to feel like a lifetime right now, but if you try to bypass that, the chances of it, quote unquote, working are just so much lower. I'm not saying that you have to do them. Like Obviously, people get pregnant without doing any of it, Um but the chances of those medical treatments working or you getting pregnant naturally just are dramatically lower because you have all this inflammation and your cellular health just isn't there. And I I mean, we haven't, I mean, I know the thyroid is probably the big shining light and the gut health and maybe the root canals, but this is all lowering your cellular health. So we're probably playing with low A quality too right and like you say you're seeing spotting and you're seeing these different things your pms that is a clear indication that the inflammation that you were dealing with before has now elevated um so it is you know sitting down with a journal and just maybe writing out all these holistic things that you want to look into and just tapping in and going okay i'm gonna start there this is where i'm going to go right you're already doing your gut health stuff you're already on the way you know, you're already, you know, have a good healthy diet, okay, maybe is there a few tweaks, maybe, you know, and you'll get there, right? I know that when I found out that I had the night, the high natural killer cells, I went from a paleo to an autoimmune paleo diet. And that was really just cutting out. I was eating a ton of tomatoes, peppers, paprika, and those were like the things I was most highly intolerant to. And within two two to three weeks of me stopping those my last gut health issues went away it was that quick because I had already done all this other work right so it really holds into your head that everything that you've already been doing is going to be super helpful when you niche down and find those last pinpoints it will be a dramatic turnaround from then. And to be honest, I don't even know when my body was quote unquote healthy enough to get pregnant naturally because from stopping nightshades, um, I'm pretty sure I still needed immune suppression drugs when I got pregnant with my IVF baby. And that was probably maybe six months, seven months. But during my pregnancy, I could have easily got pregnant naturally, but I couldn't. we didn't try naturally because we knew we were doing another round of frozen embryo transfer. And my husband had been traveling to places with the Azica virus. And we knew that we wouldn't be able to do that transfer if we had unprotected sex, so we just didn't. And so my, yeah, I probably would have got pregnant really soon after. And I breastfed for a really long time. My husband was away for like, there was all these factors that I probably was healed a lot sooner. But um, yeah, so just have, like, really hold that truth that everything that you've been doing so far is working, right? It is really building up. And once you get into those missing pieces, I think it will dramatically, you just need time for that healing phase and then that cellular health to, you know, produce the the better egg quality.
1: Yeah, I, I need to really start, stop thinking about the money, the time, all of the cons, the pros, like really tap into my intuition and ask myself, like, if I was my patient, right, what would I recommend? Yeah, because you kind of talk yourself out of whatever path you want to follow, instead of what's the right path that feels right to you right um it's easier to look at other people's journeys
0: than your own yeah <laughs> because you know like for me my coaching I just call you out on your own bs where your subconscious mind is programmed to keep you safe so it's harder to call yourself out right you think no I'm fine if I know I'm fine you know so even I still work with coaches on stuff especially subconscious mind stuff because they can sit there and be like Bleh. And then once you have that ra- radical responsibility, you can be like, "Yes, okay, I will do that." But I would have never called myself out on that. So there is value in having that support system and knowing that you don't have to do it on your own. You know, like you you can get yourself to a certain level, absolutely, um, but. I do think there's value in yeah, that coaching aspect. And you do that for your clients, right? Like you know that you get them places where they would have never got before. And to be honest, like almost a hundred percent of people that I have these conversations with, they're like you. They're smart as fuck. They know their shit. And I'm like, what are you doing talking to me? But I really had to I had to like go, okay, I get it. You know, it's harder to see your own BS and you know, there is value in. Having someone do that for you yeah. yeah
1: yeah like and especially like really seeing what's what's more important what should i do first should i do the laparoscopy first or the food sensitivity test or um should i test for um toxins i live in a as i mentioned in, in a very polluted city yeah. um or should i assume that i i've I have uh, high toxin levels because I live in a very polluted city. Do I need that testing or not? Or like that kind of like kind of building that hierarchy of the things that I have to tap into Mm -hmm. is what's at least to me, the, the hard work.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say this because of where you live, I would absolutely just be doing detox protocols anyways, Um, I know for thyroid, for me, when I moved to Hawaii, my thyroid started acting up probably like three years into living here. And it, it was a combination of stress and alcohol and lowering my gut health through motherhood and all that type of stuff. But also um, I realized that there's a lot of volcanic ash in the air in Hawaii and a lot of other different toxins. I live right in front of this beautiful lake and it's got toxins coming out of it and all this stuff. So there's even things outside of my control of like, okay, I can improve my gut health. I can eat the diet. I know that works for me. I can work on my stress levels, but I am actually going to have to take supplementation now because the air quality here is not like the air quality where I lived in the UK before this in the middle of nowhere in places that didn't have this type of air quality. So knowing that already, um, do you use castor oil packs for your thyroid and your liver? I don't. Yeah, that would definitely be something really supportive. Because the thing is, is that you are doing the hard work of lowering your inflammation through your diet, through your lifestyle, improving your gut health. But um, to really kind of maximize your healing, these are when you want to start using these supportive, um, these supportive measures. Um, I know that many people do it the opposite way around. They start using the supplements and the castor oil packs and the acupuncture and this and that, but they're not reducing the inflammation. So it's not going to do anything for you. Um, it, just quickly before I let you go, your supplementation list is pretty long. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: And today my functional doctor included another one. Oh, God. I was like, oh my God, like, really um yeah i haven't even bought it because i i'm honestly kind of upset about it because i already have a such a long list
0: um yeah. But yeah yeah it's pretty long i know because what's happening with when you take so much supplements it's really hard on your liver right and if your liver is having issues detoxing anyways you're just actually doing more harm than good um So that would be something that, you know, it might, I mean, that is, that's probably one of the hardest things about my coaching, especially not in the group coaching, but the one-to-one, um, I go through your guys' supplementation and like really like wing you down and just try to get like the targeted. Um, but that's definitely something I would look into because, um, sometimes uh, people are They don't actually realize because they haven't taken the time to look at all the packets and go, actually, I am getting actually a lot of zinc here and maybe I'm getting too much zinc and, you know, you need zinc and copper to work together and I'm not getting enough copper. And then so the zinc is not really doing what I need it to be doing. So taking a step back from the supplementation and really, one, doing the physical work, looking at the packages, how much you're having, how much the recommendation is. And then two, once again, you can do this. I don't know if you've been introduced to you know, muscle testing and tapping into your intuition. You can literally ask your body, is this the right thing for me? And it will tell you yes or no. So it's really, really, um, that would be a big thing. But I'm going to, um, obviously, after these um, discovery calls, I write you up some show notes and I lead you to places to read and investigate and tap into things um, so you could just really hone in, settle down, and get on the right path for you instead of just being all over the place and trying to do everything at once. and, like you know, stress yourself out and actually make your fertility issues worse.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure i've I've seen that firsthand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is
0: is there anything else that you want to ask me before we go, though?
1: Um, well, I wanted to ask you about the the food sensitivity test that you run, is that, does that look only at food sensitivities or is it, does it look at allergies as well? Or what's um, the, cause I, I, I kind of read about it, but I wasn't able to really see what they tested.
0: Yeah. Um, so they, I don't know allergies in like other things than food because they definitely do um like msg and like ibuprofen and all these like a chemical list um but i don't i don't actually know that's a really good question if it is an allergy or an intolerance um because exactly two different things aren't they yes. i'm gonna say that it's not necessarily an allergy um, that it is an intolerance to that particular food or the chemicals in that food. Um, yeah. So it's a blood test. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with your intolerant to it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Something that's causing a reaction, inflammation, yes. well, regardless yeah. of whether it's an allergy or an intolerance. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: Got yeah. Yeah, and they actually just went from, because I always recommend the most things you can actually test for, right? So they went from a 170 panel to a 176 panel now. So they've added a few more uh, different foods and stuff. But um, so far it's been very reliable and accurate and picked up things that we could have never guessed on for people, right? No matter how many, I swe- uh, I, I use my husband as an example, um he never had consistent you know um symptoms with things and so when we did it for him soy was a huge thing for him and then like really random things like green beans and lettuce and pork um so now that he stays away from most of that stuff he's not perfect but um he just seems all these like different things that he kind of was dealing with but not on a regular basis, if that makes sense, and just disappeared. The thing that we see with my clients mostly is um, a radical, well, if they're having weight issues, the weight just drops off instantly and it's all just inflammation weight, right? It's not extra fat. Um, And then, yeah, just, you know, the gut health, it just seems to improve. Um, Okay. So I think it's a really valuable test. I feel like it saves time, um, which will save you money in the long run. But yeah, once again, it it's only a test that I can run within Canada and in America.
1: In America, yeah, yeah, I would have to fly to the U.S.
0: Yeah, where where's your like base in the U.S.?
1: Um, like San you... Diego. San oh, okay. Diego.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's where I go.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. So yeah
0: yeah I mean once again tap into that intuition piece and just say okay is it worth me making a trip um and getting having these test kits you know waiting for me at my location doing them and then seeing the results um yeah that's just something that you're always gonna have to check in with yourself right um I would say, how much longer do you have on your protocol for um, this this regime that you're on for the SIBO?
1: I have like I'm on the second week, and I have six weeks left. Six more weeks, six more weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pills. I'm like suffering. Yeah.
0: On top of all of
1: the uh, yes, I'm, I'm I'm I feel like I it's even a bit. Uh, I don't know when people see this they're like what are you doing (laughs) like yeah it's yeah it's complex but yeah
0: how would you feel if I said to you to stop other than like maybe the prenatal or like maybe the supplements that you do actually feel are beneficial to your health right now stop all the other supplementation until you're done with the SIBO supplementation how would that make you feel
1: that that would actually make me feel extremely happy. And I haven't heard that from my functional doctor. And that's why I haven't stopped taking any of them because I feel like, oh, no, I shouldn't because then I'm going to mess things up. And I don't know, like, I don't know, something's not going to work, but that would feel just really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, tap into that and just make that decision for yourself, because I think that might be really supportive. You know, I know that when I do supplementation and let's just say there is unfortunately going to be 10 to 15 supplementations that we need to do for gut health. It is literally like you take this for this portion of time. And when you're finished with that, then we move on to this. Because the fact of the matter is, let's say you're taking um, like Q10, right? That supplement's not actually going to do anything for you until that inflammation of whatever we're healing in the gut is going to work because your body is still dealing with all this inflammation. It's just basically taking that one supplement that's supposed to, be, quote unquote, improve a quality. It's just going to go through you until that inflammation's done. So once you finish that round of healing the gut, healing the SIBO, whatever it is, and your body's like, yeah, I can breathe now. Okay, let's now bring in that supplementation if you feel like you need it, and it can actually do the job that you want it to do. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Absolutely. Like fix fixing the root cause. Mm-hmm. And then using supplements as what they should be supplements. Yeah, to a, yeah. a very healthy foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well I hope this has helped. I hope that this has just given you some really co- good confidence on trusting your <laughs> intuition and moving for forward sure, with for your sure. journey. Yeah, and I will write up um show notes and at the bottom of the show notes is going to be ways if you want to work with me. I work, you know, with anyone in the world and obviously we know we can't do the testing unless you
1: <laughs> unless, unless you go I to travel. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But um yeah, I I I think that you are going to reach your ultimate goal um because you're you're just probably so stubborn and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> thank you
1: Monica. This has been really helpful. Yeah, it's and, my pleasure. And really eye opening, so thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, my friends, have a beautiful day and I hope to connect soon. You too. Bye-bye. If you feel called to discover what you personally need to do and are ready to have an intimate conversation please go down to the show notes. There's a link there that you can book your own personal discovery call. Also for your chance to book your own podcast discovery call, I do send out a email to my email subscribers every two months looking for new guests. So if you're not already on the email list, I highly suggest you sign up today.